Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm excited to bring Christine Odell onto the show again. This is the second time she's been on, but this is a completely different topic than we spoke about the first time. Uh, what we're going to discuss this episode is dream coaching. You know, I think it was probably two years ago I first heard of this concept, and then it was about a year ago I picked up the book called The Dream Manager by Matthew Kelly and read through that. And it just tells a really interesting story about this company, I believe in Ohio, it's custodial. They had like 400 janitors and they had all these contracts with different companies. And their biggest problem was was turnover. And they just had such a bad turnover issue. And so they brought someone in to really sit down with the folks and try to understand what was happening. And so they went through these different phases of trying to improve the work environment for the employees and and what they ended up coming up with was this uh, dream coaching, dream manager type of idea. And they brought in one person full time. And it was really a combination of a financial coach and also kind of just a a coach in sense, maybe I wouldn't call it motivational coach, but just in general, like helping out with some mindset stuff and the psychology of it, because obviously with finances and things like that, there is that component of it. And it just had amazing results. And it spawned this whole certification thing. And there's all these different types of dream coaches out there. Well, I've been working with Christine for over two years as my business manager, but she also does the dream coaching. And I've had her doing that with my employees. I think we've done three so far. I've referred her to other chiropractors that are utilizing this service and essentially meets. Uh, and this is, you know, you're going to hear what we talk about. It's it's really separating you as the business owner from it. So it really isn't any of your business per se. Christine and I talked through this uh, interview about some of the details of it, but essentially you're trying to have your employees reach their dreams, right? Sometimes as business owners, we have our dreams and everything's geared towards that. And we sometimes can forget that everybody has dreams, even if it's um, someone that's a janitor at a company in Ohio, right? Or if it's an associate chiropractor or it's the front desk person or the assistant or the massage therapist, whoever it is, they all have their dreams. And what this dream coaching allows is to try to really get clear on that and give them a path financially and also helping them get better with their money. If that's an issue, like really teach the basics of how to you know manage their money as best as possible. So I thought it'd be a great episode to have. I think this is something that we should be doing more of and trying to really help our employees grow and transform their lives. And sometimes, like Christine says, you, you'll, you will transform their life and they will leave you, but that's okay. So we had a nice conversation about this. I really think it's been helpful for my my team. I'll continue to do it when I have new team members. And this is the concept of dream coaching. I will let the interview do the rest of the talking. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel, please feel free to just ask 
any questions, whether it's this episode or past episodes in the Facebook group, I'll answer it in there. I get some private messaging and emails a lot, but if you can ask it in there, we can help answer it as a group and kind of workshop it. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Have you, I hope you have a great week in practice and I'll be talking to you next week. All right. Welcome to the show, Christine. I really appreciate your time. This isn't your first time and probably not your, your last time. And I know you've also helped out with our Chiropractic Success Academy, with our virtual summits, everything like that. So just uh, reintroduce yourself to our audience a little bit. Uh, thanks for having me back, Dr. Christie. It's always a pleasure to serve your community. I'm a small business coach, personal finance coach. I've written a book. I do public speaking. Basically, if I can get in front of people to help them do their finances better, I'm in. And I love doing it and I love helping people. I've just found a bunch of different ways to help people and it seems to work. So yeah, I can attest to that. There's a lot of programs out there and they all have these magic pills. And there's something you say, oh, I have a magic pill to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to work. But if you put systems in place, you can get out of debt. Or if you put systems in place, you can get out of budget. It's just there's no real magic pill. I agree with that for sure. And we can, we can dive into that. And then also just sometimes like I know for us, we've been working together for a couple of years to where you're essentially my, my business manager, but there's also tax strategies and and money savings things that you help with as well. Yeah. I'm not a tax accountant, Correct. but I've been a bookkeeper for 30 years for my own personal businesses Mm -hmm. and I've worked in banks and I've worked with CPAs. So effectively, you can figure out what the tax code is. And uh, I like the rule that that you don't write off money, that you use business expenses to run your business. And then you can legally, legitimately use business expenses to help yourself as well. Absolutely. Well, that's like, what's the subtitle of your book? Making more by making less. <laughs> exactly. I like, I like that. That kind of sums it up. The wife of the gentleman who wrote my foreword, she argued with me. She's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I said, but there's nothing else that says it better. You're going to make more in your business and make more in life, but that doesn't necessarily mean as a business owner, if you're a business owner, that you need to bring 100% of it home, mm-hmm. that you want to you know, make it work for you in the proper locations. And the tax code is written to help small business owners. It's written that you can build benefits plans and health plans and retirement plans within your business. So you don't necessarily need to bring it home with after-tax dollars to do all of those things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously within the the tax code, and there's definitely a lot of advantages as a small business owner. I know a lot of times as a small business owner, we complain about different things and taxes. And obviously like one of the things that always gets me that I just can't, I can't even comprehend it really is the employer payroll taxes, right? Like to me, I I just can't like, so if I write someone a thousand dollar paycheck, then I have to get taxed 10% 10% on that, give or take, you know, like for providing a job. <laughs> right. I mean, just to provide a job for somebody, you get to pay their tax. Yeah. What always amazes me is you speak with a W-2 wage earner and they say, oh, the, the rich people should pay more in taxes. And I'm like, the rich people do pay more in taxes. Mm-hmm. They pay 50% of your social security and Medicare if they're, if you, you're an employee for them. Yeah. And they were like, well, no, I pay my social security and Medicare. I'm like, yeah, they match it dollar for dollar. Yeah. Just look at our president, president Trump. I don't care where you stand on the side of that one or whether you like him or not, but he has used the tax code to his benefit, you know, and become very wealthy as a result. But he pays more than his share in taxes because for every employee he has, he pays 
the opposite side of that social security medicare tax yeah, yeah. no absolutely so other taxes for those employees he pays the tax of unemployment insurance mm-hmm. workman's comp insurance those they're say insurance but they're really taxes yeah and so to say that they're not paying their fair share in tax that kind of cringe yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, as a small business owner, that's definitely something we have to take into consideration is those are those taxes. And in our profession, it's kind of created a, an interesting dynamic to where a lot of chiropractors, and I'm sure this happens in other industries, but the business owner, a lot of times tries to turn a doctor that really should be a W-2 employee chiropractor, tries to turn him more into an independent contractor. And one of the big reasons is to save on that 10%, give or take what it is, you know, like you don't have to pay those, the Medicare and Social Security for them at that point. Right. But the danger is the 1099 laws are really strict. And so you have to be really, really careful. A 1099 employee should have other clients that they're in the business of doing this. So they should be, if you're 1099 your chiropractor that's working for you, then that chiropractor should technically be working for two or three or four other chiropractors hmm. to make that 1099 legal. The other part about that is they should be building their own hours. Well, that's, yeah. I, you know? I, yeah, I don't know all the details, but I know within the profession, it's been mainly, you know, if you work at a practice and you're 1099, then you have your own patients. So I guess maybe those would count, like you'll have multiple of your own patients, which would probably be okay as far as having multiple clients per se. And then, but as the owner, you can't control their hours. They technically need to have their own equipment. Like there's all these different things that have to happen for it to actually be a 1099, but that's, you know, a different topic, but that's just one of the reasons why employers do that is to, to save on that employee tax. But you know, you've definitely helped me out quite a bit. And I've, I think a lot of people that listen to the show or follow some of my stuff are familiar with you. I know all the CSA members received early on, they received your book and we've worked through that with them. A lot of people have purchased the book, but I wanted to chat really today, which I found early on when you and I were talking, which I found really exciting and I've read the book, but you do some dream coaching. Can you discuss what that is exactly? Yeah. So dream coaching came from a book called The Dream Manager, written by a gentleman named Matthew Kelly. And it was introduced to me by a company called Dream Shine, which is a company in Ohio that they do adult developmentally disabled adult daycare. And the owner of Dream Shine came to me and said, I, I read this book, The Dream Manager, and I want you to be my dream manager. So I want you to come to Ohio and I want you to coach all of the members of my team. And I said, well, okay, that sounds like a great time and and a lot of fun. He said, have you read the book? And I said, no, I better read the book so I know what my job is. (laughs) But he and I worked together on a couple other projects previously. And so, you know, I read through the book and it was like, oh yeah, this is absolutely great. Because anytime you have a dream for your own company, so Dr. Christie, you have a chiropractic company And your dream is to be the best chiropractor you can possibly be in your community and serve your clients as best you can. But what you realize as a business owner is that you can't do 100% of it yourself. You have to bring in people to help you with your dream. But when they walk in the door, they also come in with their own dreams. So while we think as an employer, we're paying our team the right amount of money or the amount of money that we can based on the industry or whatever our sales allow us to pay that team member, we don't know if 
if they're hitting their dreams. And typically what stops them from hitting their dreams is there's some financial issue in the middle of it. So they'll say, well, I want to be just like Dr. Christie. I want to be a chiropractor too, but I can't do that because I'll never have the money. And so right there, the dream got stopped because there's no money. And so we, we kind of look at it and say, okay, why isn't there any money? Because there's money for school. There's, there's grants, there's scholarships. You know, why isn't there any money? Or is there a bunch of debt in the way that's causing you from not reaching your dream? And so we, we sit down with each of those employees, those teammates, and say, hey, if we help you to hit your dream, are you going to be more engaged at work? Are you going to be coming in and say, hey, I'm not just working for Dr. Christie as his employee. I'm working towards my dream. So when I come in and I earn that paycheck, it's going also towards my dream. So it changes kind of how people feel about coming to work. Mm-hmm. We're not just coming to work to build Dr. Christie's dream. We're coming to work to build our own dreams as well. And so that's where that came from. And, you know, there's a little bit of danger with the dream coaching because sometimes your employee says, oh, my dream isn't here. I need to go. Mm-hmm. There's a little risk on that, and that sometimes happens that they realize, hey, I'm really in the bad spot here. I'm not at my dream job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's really good because then Dr. Christie can bring somebody in who is at their dream job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so congruent with what I've tried to build for the practice. And, and one of that is what strategic coach calls is having a unique ability team. They want the, the entrepreneur to focus on a their unique ability. And then you want all of your team members to focus on the unique ability. And so having the the right people in the business that are focusing on their unique ability and are working towards this kind of dream of the practice and themselves, it really is congruent with each other. And, and it's okay. You know, if, if you as the business owner transform someone's lives and they are able to achieve their dreams and they do leave you, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a great thing. Your employee leaves happy. Yep. And so your next employee knows what happened. They know that that, that employee left happy mm-hmm. and not in a bad situation. A lot of times what happens is people leave jobs because it's horrible or it's horrible on both sides. And we're just, we can't stand it anymore. So we leave jobs. But when we're, we're actually taking time to care about our team that works for us and helping us build our dream and helping them build their dream, then the environment changes tremendously. You know, huh. They'll, they'll walk around saying, hey, you know what? Dr. Christie really cares about me and my life, not just that I'm earning money for him, you know, or any other doctor. Hey, my my boss really cares about me. And, and that makes a difference, you know, when people really care about each other. Yeah. So, and it does. It causes that ownership mentality from all of the uh, team members. And that's a key right. ingredient, too, to having you know, having a players that have a ownership mentality is a game changer for your, for your practice. And I, unfortunately, I think a lot of small business owners, and I know a lot of chiropractic owners have issues with turnover and it's because it's, you know, it's a combination of things, but one of it is because the employee doesn't value the job. They're not, they don't feel like it's, you know, like part of what their growth is going to be and they don't see a future in it. And there's this turnover issue. And, it's just all too common. And that has cost small businesses so much when you have turnover issues. Right. Because the turnover is, it's more than just, you know, having a new person come in mm-hmm. and having, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to start the new person at a lower wage possibly, but you have to spend a ton of time training that person to 
you know, what your company is about Mm -hmm. and what, you know, how, how you want your business to run and how you want them to answer the phone and how you want them to treat the customers as their, you know, or patients, however you want to call them as they come in the door and as they leave the door. And so that's a training process. And so that's what's expensive with turnover more than anything. Um, The other expensive part about turnover is unemployment insurance is based on how much you pay people up to a point. So if they're constantly leaving, then you're constantly paying more and more into that system. But if you keep them, you pay less into that system, which lowers your tax, like we talked about at first. So when when you can make your, help your employees to be happier at work and feel more content at work, because uh, the thing that I hear the most is, well, I go to work every day, I work my tail off, I get a paycheck and it's gone before the day after I get my paycheck. Mm-hmm. And they can't get out of that cycle. So the dream can't happen. And so we end up feeling kind of bitter. Oh, the boss makes all the money, which the boss should make all the money. They take all the risk. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times a W-2 wage earner doesn't really think that way. They think the boss makes all the money and I don't make enough. And it's usually not the fact that they don't make enough. It's the fact that they don't have the right skills to manage what they have. And that's really the basis of the dream coaching is teaching them the right skills of managing their money so that they can do all the things they want to do. Yeah. And that's a reality. You're not going to be able to earn your way out of it. Usually, you know, there are certain scenarios where someone does exponentially increase their income to be able to maybe earn their way out of <laughs> bad personal life cash flow or debt. But the reality of it is, is for the most part, that's not going to happen. So even I'm going from $12 an hour to $15 an hour, isn't going to solve their money issue most likely. And, correct. and that's, I think, yeah, that's the misconception. And so you kind of reverse that, correct? But yeah, we talk about that we, because most of the time, I mean, $12 an hour and $15 an hour isn't the problem. It's what we do with the money when we walk home with it. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is that um, I can wear you out on all my theories. But <laughs> <laughs> right now, one of the biggest problems is the debit card. You know, all the money goes into the bank and then we go with the debit card and we're just swiping to buy the things that we need. We do need food. We do need, you know, clothing and all that, but we're not really thinking through what we're using that debit card for. Mm-hmm. Or if that was really the plan for that money. And so with the dream coaching, we teach them how to build the plan around the dream. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a client that her dream is to take her kids and her grandkids to Disneyland. That's her dream. And she's had this dream for years. And until now, what we did was we set up a different savings account. She does her regular weekly budget. She sends me a copy of her weekly budget. And in the weekly budget, she has money automatically going to that savings account. So it's going to take time, but in the past it was just in there and it went to everything else because everything else was more important. But now we put that dream item in there and now it might only be $10 one week and it might be a hundred dollars the next week, but there's something every single week going towards that dream. That's important. we, We just refocus on what the dream is and say, okay, the dream is to go to Disneyland. You've got a bunch of, she's got three kids, spouses and grandkids, you know, there's a bunch of people she wants to get to Disneyland. But the other side of that is where she puts that huge focus on it. When they get to Disneyland, it's not going to just be a spending spree. It's going to be planned. It's going to be, you know, how many days are we spending? What hotel rooms are we staying in? Are we doing it like an Airbnb instead? You know, all those kind of things are going to be more thought out than if we just go to Disneyland, take the whole family and the credit card. Yeah. I think sometimes people think dreams and they think big dreams and it's always big, big things like buying a house, whatever. But one of the things that stood out to me 
when I read the book Dream Manager was, you know, obviously I think it was like a janitorial company and they had a lot of janitors and, you know, the reality of it was it was non-English speaking folks. And for some of them, it was like they just wanted to learn English or they wanted to be able to get to work safe or they wanted to buy a car, you know, certain things that they had. And they sat down with these dream managers that they hired and it was amazing the results that they got because the employee felt like, wow, they actually really care. And then they actually had a strategy behind achieving the goal. And most of them realized those goals and it increased the satisfaction of the job. It decreased the turnover. And it was amazing what it did for the employees, for the company. And then obviously it just took off into this whole other uh, thing to where it's now, I don't know if it's a certified thing or whatever, but it's just, there's a, um, these dream coaches out there that are doing this for people. And it's just amazing. Right. And I just I recently met one that uh, he's a dream manager for a company in Florida. Same thing. The owner read the book and mm-hmm. said, I have to have one of those. And so he went and found a dream manager and hired him and put him on full time as a dream manager. True. And, you know, and it's, it's kind of funny because I, I recently spoke with him and I said, is this your dream? And he said, no, it's actually not my dream. Here I am being the dream manager, and it's not my dream. And I said, That's interesting. I said, "What's your plan?" And he said, "I have a. I teach this for a living, so I have a plan." Mm-hmm. And what it, I mean, basically, he's got an exit plan, but he's yeah. looking actively looking for a full time new dream coach for the company. Okay, and that's part of his plan. But you know, he knows the makeup of the company and the employees, and you know, he's meeting with them on a regular basis. And he's like, he goes, "The perfect person has to be able to come in." get in and, and also be able to work with the team like I've been able to. So, but it is interesting. He's, he's also, he's like, I have a dream and this isn't it. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing, you know, as, as employees, you come in, a lot of people just get a job. They need a job because we have yeah. to eat. And then they get in the job and they're like, wow, you know, this is a great place. And, and this is a great company, but it's really not my dream. So I've got to find something else mm-hmm. or they get in and they're like, wow, I never thought I would love it this much. And I'll never leave. And then the doctors come in and they say, well, let me help you a little bit more. Let me help you a little bit more. And the the loyalty that comes from that is incredible. And we do it in our own company. I have an electrical contracting business. Mm-hmm. We have two employees there and we've always done dream coaching with them. And they're right on track. When we close the doors, they're fine. And we're going to close our doors in a couple of years. They're fine. They're right on track for exactly what their next their dream is for the next steps in life. And the, the loyalty that comes with that is incredible. Oh, absolutely. So we're not doing it to gain loyalty. It's just, it comes. You're doing it because you care about your your team members. And again, everybody's got dreams. And sometimes we get lost in that as the business owner. I know I've done it for uh, so far two of my team members here in Boca. And we're going to continue to go through that process with with some of the new employees. And, and they've loved it. And they've given great feedback. And so, and, and I think it just it made them realize that I do care about their progression in this life and, and in their personal life. And so it's uh, something that I definitely recommend. Yeah. And you know, people come from all walks of life and all different stories and they, they kind of feel like, well, my boss isn't going to care about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's usually just not true. Usually the boss really does care, but they just don't know legally how they can step over that line or how they can, you know, move, move with that line. You know, years ago, I had an employee, her mother was in prison. Um, Her kids had gotten taken away from her because of her ex-husband. Her life was a mess. It was a complete mess. And I felt for her, 
but there was a line that couldn't really be crossed because she was, I was her boss mm-hmm. at the same time. And so we just kind of, after hours, I said, let's help you. You know, where do you need the most help? What's going to help you get your kids back, get back home where you want to be. And we just worked through that. And eventually she just said, okay, Hey, I can go now. And I'm like, ah, dang it. I don't want you to go. <laughs> <laughs> but she was following her dream. And so, but while she worked for me, she was awesome. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, though. It's not really something that the boss can do. Right, because um, you're paying the paycheck. Yeah, and I think it's something that having an outside person really helps because you can you can dive into questions and details that I don't think a boss should or would probably feel comfortable with. Exactly. And so I think that's the key distinction on that. So, yeah, run us through kind of an example of, of what you do, uh, how it works in, in this process. The initial dream coaching, every company is completely different. You know, the one in Ohio, they flew me to Ohio. I taught three workshops to the whole team. And then I spent several days coaching each individual from the team. And then we did ongoing offsite. So that's one scenario. That's one whole thing. Um, What you're doing is as the employees, you're ready to, to bring one on board. But we meet with them for about 30 minutes, explain the program, ask questions from each other, you know, make sure we're comfortable working together. Um, then I give them a homework assignment and it's pretty extensive. It's, you know, tell me your life, tell me how old you are, what your kids are, you know, where you are financially, what your dream is, how much your dream might cost. If it's, there's a cost to it, what's blocking your dream, um, some goal setting stuff. They send that homework back to me and then we plan a meeting and you might've noticed by this call that I'm not short-winded. I'm kind of long-winded <laughs> to explain things so people can really feel comfortable to, to take something on. Mm-hmm. And so the meeting is usually about two hours long. If they're married, we'd like the spouse to be there if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if not possible, we don't say, Hey, if, if they can't be there, we're not doing it because that doesn't work either. Yeah. Um, but we definitely like the spouse there if possible. Uh, then we meet and we, we kind of hash through, go through what they're doing and how they're doing it. And we Throughout the whole meeting, it's just tools and tricks of the trade of how to do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So if it's a financial goal, let's just say it's getting out of debt. We have $10,000 in student loans and it's hanging over our head. We can't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. We want it gone. We're going to play with their budget numbers the most. And we're going to you know squish and move and kind of teach them better skills on how to manage their daily money so we can free up money mm-hmm. that would pay off that debt. The first meeting is pretty long. It's two hours. And then when they leave, they have a homework assignment. These are the things you need to work on. And then in about uh, three to four weeks, we have a second meeting and we go back and we say, okay, where are you? What worked? What didn't work? Where do you have the most questions? You know, because always you'll say, I want you to do this. And they'll come back and they'll say that absolutely did not work for me. You've got to come up with something else. Okay, great. We'll come up with something else because there's lots of different ways you can do things. And then we meet again. So, so we meet the second time. It's usually about an hour. And then they tell me, they say, okay, I'm good. I'll just talk to you in a year. Or um, how do I get to talk to you again? That's when we, I would go back to the, the boss and say, okay, this client, this employee of yours wants to meet more often. What are you willing to do with that? Sometimes the employer will say, let's let the employee pay for it. And sometimes the employer will say, no, I'll pay for it. And so then we just kind of figure out the money on that side. It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, it, it's going to help them. So the employer might say, really, I can't afford it, but can you give a discount? And mm-hmm. usually I will. Yeah. Um, and it's very affordable already. So, right. 
I mean, I, I hate to use that word because affordable to everybody's different, but it's very reasonable. I think it's reasonable. And I definitely like to serve as to my, the best of my ability. So, you know, one of the, my rules is if we get to the end of two hours and we're not done and you've not glazed over yet, most people glaze over after two hours. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not glazed over yet, then we can continue. But if you're glazed over, we're not, you know, we're not done. I'll schedule another meeting. And I did that recently with another client there was a lot to go through and he was glazing over and I said, great, let's meet again next week. And he's like, well, but my boss didn't pay for next week. And I said, that's okay. I'll, I'll still take care of you. Mm-hmm. And you um, do this yeah. over like zoom call or phone call zoom or phone. Most of the time, sometimes in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. No, I, it's been wonderful. And I know I've referred a couple clients to you with that uh, outside of I know that you've worked with chiropractors one-on-one, which obviously you work with me one-on-one and then the business and obviously some of the employees. So how could uh, chiropractors reach out to you if they're interested in this? Is it something that you also talk to the chiropractor first to kind of give them a rundown of how this works? Oh, absolutely. They, they need to know, you know, what they're getting into for sure. And whatever goes on with the employee stays with the employee and me. Mm-hmm. There's two rules that I'll bend on that one. One, if I think there's a suicide risk, Mm -hmm. which I have come across before. And another, if I think there's a theft risk, if I think the employee is stealing from you, I'm absolutely going to tell you. But other than that, it's a hundred percent confidential between me and the employee. Mm -hmm. You you might say, have you met? Yes, I've met. Or no, I didn't. We didn't connect yet. We're still working on that. Um, That kind of information is fine, but I don't share any personal information. Yeah. I leave that up to the teammates if they need to. Yeah, exactly. Like I have no idea what has been discussed really with the two that in my book office so far, other than they've mentioned like, Oh, we had our call. It was great. You know, like that type of stuff, but there hasn't been any discussion and that's probably how it should be. I think so. And I think that helps you stay in your position as the boss and them Mm -hmm. staying in their position as a teammate. So to answer your question, how to reach me, the easiest way to reach me is my phone. The number is area code 970-729-2979. And I'll put that in the show notes. I also have email um, coaching at rockinbb.com, which is the word coaching at, and it's R-O-C-K-I-N-B-B.com. Perfect. Company name is rockinbb enterprises. Um, I'm easy to reach. Pick up the phone and call me. It's usually the easiest or text. Good. Well, that's exciting. And I think it's something that, because I mean, again, the reality is, is that a lot of our team members and a small business, especially chiropractic setting, is that it's hard to necessarily pay enough. And again, enough is a relative term to where they can outspend their issues or I shouldn't say outspend, out earn their spending in some cases or to the point of setting real goals. And and it's just, this will help them grasp the finances of things and really understand it in a way that they can start achieving the goals that they deserve to achieve. And you're doing such a big thing for them, not only for now or for next year, but potentially for the rest of their life, even, you know, 20 years down the road and they haven't worked for you in 15 years, they could still be thinking back as like how, how valuable that opportunity was for them. Yeah. And, you know, I had a boss in, uh, let's see, 96, 97. He kind of did this for me and I didn't, you know, it didn't have a name at the time, yeah. but 
um, he was a developer and I lived in Telluride, Colorado, and he was, his job was done, our job was done there. And he was headed off to redevelop the old Stapleton airport in Denver. And he came in and he's like, I've got this great idea. We're going to do this great thing. And, you know, just pack your bags. We're going. And I, I was like, my whole body tanked. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to Denver. What are you kidding? I've just lost my job. He's excited. I'm losing my job. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I was terrified. 27 years old and had a house. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And um, and I, I just looked at him and I'm like, I'm not going to Denver. And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, oh, oh dear. I'm thinking about my dreams. I didn't even think about you. I'm so sorry. Which, you know, who knew that was coming out of him? Yeah. And so we'll, we'll go home and think about this overnight. You know, you don't want to make any rash decisions. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk. And I cried all night, you know, cried yeah. all night. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And um, I went back in the next morning. I said, I can't go back to Denver with you. I'm sorry. I just can't. And he said, oh, that's okay. He said, we can work remotely for a while. And what do you want to do? And I said, well, I really love what I do for you. And he said, great, let's start a business for you. And that's really the beginning of my business and my dream. And <laughs> that was 1997. And I'm still running and operating Rock and BB Enterprises. I didn't it's know that. Evolved. It's changed. Um, but he really put a lot of time into me to help me build my business. He introduced me to four of my first clients who I've still worked with off and on all these years. Yeah. And it was just sitting down and thinking about it. That's what he did for me as an employer to an employee when the dreams didn't match anymore. <laughs> you know, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to thank him enough. Yeah. You know, for that thing. And, and that was in 1997. So 22 years ago. But I always give him credit every time I can for giving me that to say, hey, yeah, you can own a business because I never thought I had it in me. Yeah. Um, and here I am today. But, you know, you can do these things. And 22 years later, I still thank him for giving me that and not, you know, just firing me because he was headed off to Denver. So. That's cool. I didn't know that story. I'm glad you, I'm glad you shared that with us. You know, I really want to thank you for your time because I think this is something that isn't discussed enough. I think it's, uh, I know you and I have been talking about doing a podcast on this for a while. I'm glad we're able to get it done now. And I'm hoping that chiropractors will really consider this. You know, it's something that sometimes we want to give a raise and there's nothing wrong with that either, but that's really not going to do as much as you think it's going to do. Something like this can really transform someone's life. And I think that story you just told us is representative of that. So thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your time. And uh, I know you and I will be talking often, but we'll have you again on the show soon. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Before I let you go, I want to give you three ways that we could potentially work together in helping growing your practice. First is the Chiropractic Success Academy, and it's an online academy with a closed Facebook group, a monthly Zoom call as a group, and we really work through a lot of key aspects of growing your business, such as marketing, business, the clinical side of things, and also the mindset. And we have a great academy built out with all kinds of information you'd want that you can go through at your own pace. We have, for new members, a kind of a game plan of following these first set of modules so you don't get overwhelmed and then go from there. We bounce ideas around in the Facebook group. You have some access to myself and Dr. Bobby Maybe, and you can find that at bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash your CSA circle. So that's number one way you can work with me. Number two, another way we can work together is through the... CSA retreat we're having in Portland, Oregon. 
and that's going to be June 21st to 23rd. And that's where we're going to really dive one-on-one live as a group and get into the details of growing your practice. And we've got some special guests coming to that, Dr. Josh Satterley, Dr. Aaron Jorgensen, and you can find that at bit.ly.ly slash CSA retreat. And then lastly, we're doing, I'm doing some one-on-one coaching. I've got uh, some chiropractors we're working with. If you're interested in that, where you have a coach and you have someone holding you accountable and we get really clear on the modern chiropractic marketing principles. And that is the coaching is MCM mastery. And if you're interested in that, you can go to bit.ly slash MCM coach, and you can check out that information or contact me at Kevin at modern And I can discuss it more with you. So hope those are some ways where you think we can work together and help grow together. And I appreciate everything that I've learned from you. And I love sharing some of the stuff I've been able to learn through interviewing people and doing this for 15 years in private practice. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.